and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you're here today. So today I want to talk about positive intelligence. So I am doing this mental fitness program with a fellow YPOer by the name of Shazad Charmaine. Uh, he has a New York Times bestselling book called Positive Intelligence, and he also uh, gives Stanford lectures. I'm hoping to be able to get him on to my podcast down the road, but I wanted to share this because it's been having such a tremendous uh, impact. So the whole point of understanding your positive intelligence is to help you become mentally fit so that you can handle whatever life throws at you, which is so important today because who isn't getting curveballs thrown at them? I mean, every single leader has had so many challenges. And and if you're like me, you've certainly second-guessed yourself. You've had self-doubt. You've tried to control things. You've gotten upset. You've tried to over-rationalize. All of these things that make us show up in a way that we don't really want to show up. And when we show up in negative ways, it hurts not only ourselves, but it hurts our relationships with others. And it can create really negative situations that don't have to be that way. So anyway, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. And as I mentioned on my last advice from a CEO, I read Dare to Lead by Brene Brown with my team. And I read this other fantastic book called um, Becoming Supernatural. I'm really trying to think about how to manifest the things that I want in my life and be more fulfilled with my inner dialogue, my inner world. So when I got an email from YPO saying that this PQ, this positive intelligence program was happening for six weeks, I said, I'm going to do it. And so I asked two people on my executive management team to do it with me. And so we um, are going through this process together. And really what it does is it helps you identify those voices in your head that tell you that you need to control a situation, that you're a victim of a situation, that you need to achieve more, do more, stop getting bored so easily, like whatever it is inside of your head that causes you to either push too hard, shut down, get angry, you have negative emotional responses. So when you do this program, uh, you take an assessment that helps you identify what uh, your saboteurs are and uh, and then gives you tools to be able to recognize when you're about to get hijacked by them and then be able to breathe through it and choose to have more mindful, rational, non-emotional responses or reactions. So I love this. I took my PQ assessment and I learned all about the saboteurs. So first, let me just tell you what the saboteurs are. Uh, it's stickler, being a pleaser, being hypervigilant, somebody who's always afraid of things, being restless, being a controller, being a voider, being a hyperachiever, being a victim, and being hyperrational. So a lot of these have trigger words for me, right? I am a hyperachiever. There's no doubt. Like I push myself to the end of the earth to try to you know, find meaning in, in success, find meaning in achievement and find meaning in, in my goals. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. And, uh, and so as we've been going through this whole process, really what has come up even more is the controller part of it, right? Wanting to control the outcome of everything. And I had this really interesting 
realization. So I was having dinner with my executive management team. We went to a local sushi restaurant and everybody was deciding what we were going to order. Do we want to order, you know, in family style? Do you want to order your own individual? And I started to get anxious going, I cannot let anybody order sushi for me. I know what I want. What if somebody orders sushi I don't like? What if I don't get what I want? And I realized I've actually never let somebody order sushi for me. I've always ordered sushi. Same thing with bottles of wine. I hate it when people want to order bottles of wine. I want to look at the menu and decide what kind of wine we're going to drink. And it was so front and center how strong that controller is and that saboteur. And it's not about controlling other people. It's about controlling the outcomes that I want. I want things to go a certain way. Therefore, I'm going to orchestrate that outcome. And I see it everywhere now where I start to feel anxious or restless or annoyed or irritated. It's usually because I'm not feeling like I can control the outcome that I want. And this has been so incredibly powerful for me and, uh, and really insightful that I had to talk about it because I'm sure that you get hijacked by your saboteurs as well. And they're obviously going to be different than mine. But, you know, are you a stickler? Do you want things to go by the book, the rules, and you are really uncomfortable when that doesn't happen? Are you a pleaser that you put you're put other people before yourself all the time. They are always trying to make other people happy and, and, and avoid conflict because that's going to be disruptive to harmony. Or are you hyper-rational that you take the emotion out of everything? And if it's not a rational decision, then you, know, you feel like you can't control the situation and you just want people to go to logic. Well, like all of these things are the messiness of life, right? And if we really get to understand our inner world and those inner voices and how they really control us by telling us like, hey, I'm good for you, right? My controller says this, like your life is going to be way better if you control the outcome you want. Uh, but really what it does is it makes me uptight and anxious and it makes other people feel like I don't trust them. Or the hyperachiever in me saying, yeah, if you achieve, you're going to be successful. If you go do this and push yourself, you're going to be this way or you're going to you know, get this award. You're going to get this recognition. That's going to be really good for you. It makes me do things that I wind up resenting because like, why did I do that? I didn't really do that for me. I did it for somebody else. And I'm sure that you have those same feelings and same things going on inside. So I just wanted to share this with you because I love this whole idea of positive intelligence and doing that inner work to understand that dialogue that you have with yourself and really how self-destructive it can be and how much it can take control of your life without you even knowing it. So if you are interested in this program, you can go to positiveintelligence.com. It is fantastic. Uh, and I really appreciate the insight that is given to me. And then in my pod, the group the, that I'm doing this with, the two other people on my executive management team, as they've gone through the same process of identifying their judging aspects of themselves and those saboteurs, I have such a much deeper understanding and appreciation for them. And so when I see them show up with, you know, maybe a 
negative response or an inappropriate reaction, I can say, oh, now I understand that the saboteur has hijacked that person and is causing him or her to respond or react in a way that might not be beneficial for this situation. So it's given me this a lot deeper insight into other people as well. So I can see it everywhere. So anyway, check it out. It's so worthwhile and I'm a big believer in this. I'm going to put the rest of my executive management team through it. And then I want to talk to Shazad about how I can roll this out with my entire company because, you know, self-leadership is such an important aspect of life and it's a huge aspect of the Stone Age culture. And we really expect people to, you know, have self-awareness around how they show up every day. But giving them the tools to actually understand that, that's a lot harder. And boy, how empowering would it be if we could say, hey, here's a program that you can you can go through, that you can take to understand this about yourself and to be able to start to take control, to take responsibility for your own inner dialogue and how it manifests itself into negative things, into things that you don't want. And dramatically improve your performance and your productivity and a clear, calm and happier mind. Like this is powerful stuff. So anyway, I'm so excited about it. I had to share it with you. And uh, I'm three weeks into my six week journey and I will uh, hopefully be able to get Shazad onto my podcast and talk about this, but I highly recommend that you check it out. Okay. Question of the day comes from someone on LinkedIn and said, what is the biggest myth that you would like to dispel about being a CEO? So I thought long and hard about this, and I guess I'm going to give an answer that pretty much sums up what it's like to lead in a pandemic where there's so much uncertainty. And that is the myth that CEOs should have all the answers. This could not be further from the truth. There are so many things that I don't know and that I don't have answers to. And I'm not ashamed of this. It's why I surround myself with really smart people who have different expertise, different experience, different insight, different personality types, different ways of thinking so that I can lean on them to help me come up with the answers or to have the answers themselves. It's unrealistic and unproductive to think that a CEO should and does have all the answers. And that has never been clear through the pandemic. We have all been forced to dramatically change the way that we lead, dramatically change the way that we run our businesses. And all of this is just practice for what's coming next because it's going to continue to be so disruptive. And I don't even sometimes know the right questions to ask to make sure that I'm seeking the answers, right? There's just so many unknowns. So what I'm trying to do is just stay as adaptive, as agile, as open-minded as possible to be a learner, to seek to understand, to be curious, to consider entirely new ways of doing things. So that way, when the new normal, the new way of running a business, the new way of leading these companies becomes clear, I know the right questions to ask so that I can hopefully come up with the right answers or help my team come up with those right answers or surround myself with people who can help me answer those things that I just don't know. So anyway, that's my insight for today. Great question. Thank you so much for asking that. And uh, I'll leave you now to ponder. 
What is the biggest myth that you think that you should dispel about being a CEO or executive? Okay, I will leave you until next week. My guest next week is Malik Parak. He is a uh, avid entrepreneur and a highly sought after keynote speaker and the best-selling author of Future Proof Your Company. He is an award-winning CEO whose companies have won over 100 awards, including Best Company of the Year. And he is going to talk about the future of work and how we as leaders need to handle the disruption that's going to be coming our way as we have to upskill our workers and get ready for the digital generations and how we can make sure that we can disrupt and not be disrupted. So I hope you tune in for the fantastic interview and I will see you next week. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye.